This is Taylor Bates. This is Joe Fredrickson. From Your Hands Right History, and you're listening to the Kingdom Core Podcast. Everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Core Podcast. I'm Chris, and I have my co-host, Sean, with me. Hey, guys. We just got finished interviewing Taylor and Job from Your Hands Right History. Super nice guys. Hilarious duo. And uh, this is a special record. What did we talk about, Sean? So we talked about the concept of the record, how it is a three-part EP into one full-length record. Talked about their beginnings as a band. Um some funny tour stuff um, where they started playing shows at. Yeah. And we also paid respect to their late guitarist, Anthony Panter, who passed away back in uh, 2019, I believe, or 20, late 2019, early 2020, who was one of the main songwriters for the band who had his mm-hmm. hands and voice quite literally over this entire record. Um, it was a really awesome episode. I know I keep saying that. I'm going to say that every episode, but uh, every episode's awesome. <laughs> Ever, ever, it, it's because of who we interview. But uh, Taylor, yeah. special shout out to Taylor, has been a great friend of mine uh, almost since the inception of Aggressive Worshippers, far before um, it transitioned over to Kingdom Core. He's been a um, huge supporter of the ministry throughout the years and a, and a treasured friend. So I wanted to thank him personally for coming on, as well as Job, another band member, for giving us their time, giving us their energy to uh come on this podcast and talk about their new record especially that super sick high def camera yes they definitely <laughs> that had, overpowered yes. their computer chris really wants to get the youtube views up and they had by far the best <laughs> camera quality of any yeah. guests we've had so far so go watch this on youtube if you want to they also ate a lot of ramen through it so if you're into like mukbangs or stuff like that you could get that as well <laughs> The, uh, what was it? The official ramen. Not the official ramen. You'll see in like literally yeah. two seconds. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's hop into the interview. Well, cool. We're stoked to be here with you guys. Thank you yeah, for inviting Yeah, we're stoked us. to have you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks Welcome. for coming on. If I'm slurping too loud, please let me know and I'll back <laughs> off. You're totally Cause... good. Would you mind telling the listeners what you are eating right now? Uh, currently, it's Maruchan Ramen Bowl Hot and Spicy Shrimp Flavor. Ooh. And not honestly, sponsored. No, it's not. Yeah. But no, but want, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're fishing. <laughs> yeah, this company needs to sponsor your hands right history. They'll send you out on the road. What's What's funny is, is it's like literally the cheapest option that was at our local grocery store. <laughs> I uh, I have never really had ramens growing up. Uh, like top ramen, my family we were very broke, so never could afford. The Good actual ramen. ramen yeah. yeah, I thought yeah, you were so going to say you all ramen. All ramen was top ramen. The great value Walmart version. Yeah, and and top ramen was a. It always smelled like cat piss to me, so I never wanted to eat it. Um, you then, wanted that top shelf ramen. Yeah, and and then lately, this last couple months, I tried one of these, and I'm like. Oh, I actually like cheap food. <laughs> You're a touring so, vocalist, though. Shouldn't you know if you like cheap food or not? Oh, I I definitely eat 
I, I, I'm one of those people that like on the road, there's a couple things I try to take care of, but really I'll, I'll eat pretty much anything. Like I've learned that there is a big difference in what you eat. It makes you feel sick when you're, you know, going up on stage, you're like, man, I already had three diarrheas and I need a fourth. So <laughs> what is the worst? That's literally thing what touring you... is, is finding the least disgusting place to sleep and the least disgusting place to go to the bathroom. Yeah. There you go. What is and the, the least disgusting place to eat? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you look for the most disgusting Thanks. place to eat. Because you the best, best food. food, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Waffle House every time. Yeah, Waffle House is great. Um, if you're out near Texas, Torchy's Tacos is that's the top tier of what you can get. Like Torchy's Tacos is amazing. And then uh yeah, we frequent Waffle House when we get out that way, just because it's cheap and it's open late. Sick. Sean, I think we were sustained for like one whole tour just with the when Denny's did that pancake deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had the uh, quesadilla for two bucks. Yeah. And that was like our whole band. We would just get those quesadillas and the infinite pancakes. Nice. Our uh, our first tour, we brought along a friend like literally the day of like, hey, what are you doing for two weeks? Hop in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he didn't have a lot of money with him at the time. And so we were like, okay, I'll buy you the pancakes, but you literally have to eat this whole pancake in one bite. And so we're just, we get everyone <laughs> chanting, one bite, one bite. And he's like trying to stuff a pancake in his mouth. Oh my God. The waitress looking very concerned for his health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Would you guys, I um, mean, te- you guys, technically, he was 17. So. It's kind of like child abduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we abducted him. I mean, he wasn't living with his family to begin yeah. with. But... He came of his own Eat this pancake, kid. <laughs> this is a riot. A riot waiting to happen with those topics that we're talking about. Yeah. All the, the heavy philosophy questions yeah. on this podcast. There you go. Oh. Um, I feel so like Denny's. We we all know the great like Denny story like what like I forget what he says like like what the f is up Denny's or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That. that was some friends like, of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you guys need to play a Denny's. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, we've played a, a Voodoo Donut in uh, Eugene. There's like literally not even room for people to walk into the re- to get a donut, and that was a fun one. That's amazing. we spent almost like a year playing local shows here in a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, in the back <laughs> That's pretty room. sick. <laughs> Wait, they have a buffet. Out. They yeah, did. did, and it was, and they're like, "Oh, f- free food for the touring bands." Luckily, we were local, so we didn't get that. Because <laughs> like did it was, it was it, like, though? like how good is this no, Chinese food? No, it it had been like sitting under the sitting under the heat lamps since like noon. Ugh. It's good enough to let a metal band play in their back room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Or multiple metal bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. So it smelled like sweat, Chinese food, and the bathroom wasn't clean. Oh, so. my gosh. Did that win the Holy Trinity of, like, the most dangerous place to go to the bathroom, di- most dangerous place to eat, and most... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I set the bar. <laughs> like, like uh, very grateful. They threw a lot of shows there, but, like, the layout of the room was such, too, that to get into the show, you had to wait for the band to finish playing a song so you could walk between their them and their gear to get into where the crowd is supposed to be. And it's like, they still had the booths in there. So you could like maybe fit two to three people shoulder to shoulder in like a line (laughs) for the crowd. So you got like 30 people in there. It's super packed, 
but it's just a row of like three by three all the way back. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so you'll have people just sitting there waiting until the band finishes the song and they like come running in or they run out because they're tired of it. But <laughs> go get some. Chinese well, even food like after. to get like the like load in, right? Like, yeah, it was like through the restaurant. So like yeah. people are enjoying their dinner as this stampede of musicians come through <laughs> carrying like Ampeg, like eight, ten cabinets because <laughs> they're trying to eat like the chow mein. <laughs> oh yeah i like the food there i always get the cheeseburger <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but oh, it, so it was it was our home venue for it was the only place that did all ages shows here for a good year and a half or so so like yeah we're thankful for them for yep. sure yeah in a small town you don't have a ton of options like that so you take what you can get they they haven't been doing shows since the pandemic stuff all started so mm. i don't think that they are now but yeah i'm, I'm not sure it's too bad That's but like rough. yeah the speakers were blown out so you like playing shows you can't hear anything you can't hear the vocals at all even though it's cranked all the way up because they're just <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be fair most local shows i've been to that's kind of how it was mixed anyways fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah <laughs> i think that it's like <laughs> you go to smaller local shows and they might have two powered speakers that are maybe 10, 12 inches big. And, and then, yeah, you got full stacks and you got yeah <laughs> an eight ten cab. And, and then the drummer's like hitting his eight Oh eights. He's like, I can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> I need more bass drops. <laughs> Just the whole building vibrates. Is is this technically the start of the podcast? Or we're in it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Yeah, but edit that out. <laughs> Would you, my guys, mind introducing yourselves to uh, those listening who may not know you guys? Sure. What? I didn't hear the question. <laughs> uh, introduce. <laughs> what us. is your name? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're your hands right. History. We're a progressive metal outfit from Southern Oregon. Been around since 2013. Been Ooh, almost through. a decade. Yeah. Technically, yeah, we Morgan and I recorded our first two demos. Yeah, uh, like over 10 years ago is when we were wow. doing our first band. And uh, after that band went kaputs, uh, Morgan was like, I want to play guitar instead of drums because he's a crazy good drummer, too. So he was our dr the drummer in our first band. Job had jumped in halfway through that band. Uh, on guitar, then switched over to bass at the very end of it. And then basically Morgan was like, I want to play this material. And before then, locally, we didn't know anybody who could because it was it was techie. It was, mm -hmm. you know, very needly deedly and odd time signatures. And mm -hmm. um, and Job picked it up on bass. Uh, our friend Dallas Valley, he's an insane drummer now. What's funny is that he started learning drums because he saw Morgan playing and was like, oh, somebody can be good at drums. I'm going to do that. And now he's like, he's literally in like eight local bands, uh, bar bands and stuff, just making his money every weekend playing shows. So, in fact, I'm pretty sure that's where he's at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like he started learning drums because of Morgan. And then Dallas was like, I want to play those songs. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like Morgan's the drummer. And, and Morgan's like, hmm. No, I won't play guitar now. And so <laughs> so then we kind of transitioned into that pretty quickly. And we wrote a, an EP, uh, five songs. Technically, we wrote six songs um, in that first year. 
recorded it ourselves, booked our first tour and having never toured, left for two weeks and released that EP. And then shortly after released the the last song, which we split into two parts uh, called Rest Eternal. And all within the first year of the band, like we filmed music videos, we did all kinds of stuff that it was all new for us, but we were yeah. we were ambitious and learned by all of our mistakes. <laughs> Which of that, there were plenty. <laughs> yeah. And we were flawless. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, the, so Your Hands Right History is the band. I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, but yeah, Progressive Metal from Medford, Oregon. Your name Yeah, we're just a group. Just oh, me. yeah. <laughs> I'm Taylor. I'm the singer. And I'm Job. I play bass in your hands. Perfect. Could you guys talk to you guys? Bit? Yeah. Talk about your band. <laughs> talk about our band. My yeah, band yeah. is Kingdom Core. <laughs> Core Kingdom. Actually. You have like a whole <laughs> genre. <laughs> genre is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, nobody wants to hear about my band. I want to <laughs> hear about it. <laughs> Tell us about you your calling band. Calling us actually, nobodies now. <laughs> I might take a risk here because this podcast isn't going to come out until mid next week. So I'm hoping that it's announced by then. I might have to bleep this out. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> I, my Say band it. Refiner just to and it might be freshly announced when this podcast comes out. I'm not entirely sure. They've been kind of sitting on it for a bit. More like that. <laughs> <laughs> All those beeps, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you kiss your mother with those mouth? <laughs> like, I only kissed my wife. And we just signed a beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see how that news comes out but it's awesome. i'll double check with them i'll be like announce it please before this podcast comes out so i can just leave it yeah <laughs> less editing for me yeah <laughs> listen there's this podcast and we have this guest band on and they have at least three fans we gotta announce it yeah <laughs> yeah definitely you have at least three fans because my wife's in the other room so that's three man yeah, there you there go. There you go. <laughs> Could you guys uh, talk a little bit about the band name and the origin behind that meaning yeah. and all that? Uh, it's so, wait, it's a synonym. The thing where you I think have no, an like acronym. acronym, an acronym is what I mean. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's an what acronym for Yahweh. I think it's a yeah, was acronym. that intentional? Yeah, I so, love to ask. So your hands right history is the acronym for the what's called the Tetragrammaton, Y H W H, which uh, people are like, oh, that's the name of God. Uh, technically, it isn't because it Y H W H. The Hebrew culture believed God's name was so reverenced and so like they they didn't want to repeat it, so they actually mm -hmm. took out the vowels as far as we know, and just left Y H W H as a reference point for like his name. So some people are like we've gotten flack for people saying like, how dare you name your band God. And we're like, well, it's not. It's an it's your hands right history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we've also gotten flack on the other side, like, oh, that's a Christian name or whatever. And we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> we've also gotten flack it's like a really long name. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's it's technically Y H W H. Yeah. Like that's too many letters. Did you guys start with YHWH and then you just kind of figured out a name from that? It was quite it was literally the the first idea. Like uh before the band started, Dallas, our drummer, and I, uh, it wasn't even this band rendition, but we had a rehearsal 
it was the one and only rehearsal with that group uh, for a band. And we were just kind of tossed around band name ideas. And he says, oh, I thought it, I always thought it would be really cool if there was a band name, you know, that had a like I always like acronyms. And so mm-hmm. then we started discussing like, oh, like YHWH is kind of cool. So I just started with that and I went home that day. Literally was like YHWH. Your hands right history. Yeah, that's cool. And then that was, yeah. that was literally like first name. I'm that's like, accurate. yeah. And then ever since then, I've tried to think of other acronyms for it. And I haven't really thought of any good ones. So we stayed with that. <laughs> it's yeah, still a no, work it's... in progress name. Ten yeah. years later, still working. Yeah. It might just change tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it's an absolutely sick name. It yeah. Fits it perfectly. It, it definitely was like a... Uh, it didn't feel like most of the stuff that I've ever worked on. It feels like we're working, we're trying. And uh, that was literally just like a kind of a God moment of like, there's the name. And it was really cool. That's awesome. awesome. Can you guys talk about, you guys just released a new album, the yeah. Solar Paradigm Triunity. Yes, sir. Uh, that came out, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Something it's like out. that. Yeah. yeah. Those people so, listening. But uh, could you guys... Take us through that. Talk about that a little, about the concept, and then we'll get into the album. For sure. So it's technically 12 songs, uh, the Solar Paradigm Triunity. We wrote all of that material. uh, At the time, we had a second guitarist. His name was Anthony Panter, and he was the dominant writing force during that time period. Morgan actually stepped away from the band for a little bit to go to school and and pursue some other stuff. Um, so Anthony and us, we wrote that material roughly uh, seven, six years ago now. It's kind of like when we finished writing it. Uh, but it started off, we didn't really have a concept in mind. And we wrote the first song, which is now called Orphan Star. And it at the time was called No Father of Mine. And that was all literally the first year of the band we had written that song right before leaving for the tour. And we, we actually played it on that first tour because mm-hmm. we liked that song. And Anthony played eight string guitar. Morgan played six. So for the first couple of years of the band, it was a six and eight string guitar. And eventually Morgan is like, oh, I'm going to just learn eight string too. Cause this is getting complicated, like trying to transpose. <laughs> yeah. So like we thought it was like, this is so cool. And then he's like, he's got a five string bass, yeah. six string guitar, eight string guitar, <laughs> so many strings, 12 <laughs> string drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> string vocals. But uh, yeah, so we transitioned more into the eight string, the heavier, some gent uh, influences as well. Uh, whereas it used to be a lot more, techie needly deedly uh bands like the safety fire or um yeah uh, between the buried and me like very yeah froggy techie yeah Yeah. it was it's kind of hard to write i'm a vocalist i don't know time signatures so i was just like well here's the (laughs) one i can keep track of that (laughs) a lot of that stuff i think is like inspired by like the safety fire yep a ton of it or oh sleepers old stuff and Mm -hmm. and then uh after we anthony started writing the songs um it leaned very heavy into more like the contortionist and periphery and tesseract. And uh, mm. so the solar paradigm triunity genre wise kind of fits along with those bands, like much more groove based, uh, a lot of melodic ambient stuff. Um, we actually threw in like singing choruses and stuff. And, and, um, but the, the concept of the, the originally it was going to be three EPs. And I think we were only going to do 10 songs. And 
as we started writing it after the second song, I was like, oh, well, this is all space themed. I really love this idea of doing a space themed album. I, I like concepts. I'm, I'm a sucker for bands like Showbread or or Oh Sleeper, where it's like, I just like concepts. It's cool. It, it kind of yeah. attaches a bigger mm-hmm. meaning. So even though the song itself might be like a dark, depressive song, it's a part of the whole picture, like the whole story. Exactly. It's like, yeah, this chapter is intense. And then, you know, by the end, you climax to the to the finale type of thing. So. uh, So, yeah, we started leaning heavier into the space themed stuff, and I just started kind of piecing stuff together and like, oh, it'd be cool if, you know, part one is moon, earth, sun or Luna Terra Sol is is that Latin? I think it's Latin yeah. for uh, moon or the sun. <laughs> Luna is Lu- Spanish, right? <laughs> it, it's also Spanish, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, they came from that. Uh, yeah. But uh, the love languages. I think soul is also yeah. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Luna, Terra, Soul, Moon, Earth, Sun, and it. W- a lot of the stuff wasn't kind of pre-planned. Uh, I feel like the songs themselves, Luna, is a much more haunting, isolated kind of ambient and uh, like dark i would say mm-hmm. um and lyrically that's kind of the idea about it is is oh to, to basically reveal the metaphor uh luna terra soul uh the moon does not create light of its own it's entirely just a reflection of sunlight and mm-hmm. then you have the earth and then you have sun the origin of light and it's you know and life and you can't live without the sun. Um, so it kind of the concept is Luna is more or less believers or, you know, Christianity as a whole. Uh, and we're mm. called to be a reflection of Christ, the sun upon the earth, Terra. And what happens if Terra gets in the way of the sun? So if the moon lets the earth come and, you know, get in the way of our relationship with God, it casts the moon into an eclipse into complete darkness. Or what happens if the moon gets in way of the sun between the sun and the earth, it casts the earth into darkness. And so it's kind of like, if we try to take the place of God, then it, it only causes chaos and darkness. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the loose metaphor. Like I don't necessarily explain that in the songs, but that's the idea behind the three part concept and the three so astral cool. bodies. That's really awesome. Yeah. And but the the songs themselves, like the songs in Terra, are very rhythmic and a lot more groove and and very aggressive and hard hitting. Which I was like, oh yeah, the the earth, dirt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. like rhythmic and tribal. And then Soul has our most progressive songs on the album, where it's like big long journeys, big sweeping melodic moments. And so I was like, yeah, that, you know, the sun burning really bright. It's also very like major sounding. It's it's less. Like uh, Luna is very minor sounding. So, mm-hmm. so I, I just thought that that was all it's it's kind of stuff that over the last eight years just kind of developed. It, it wasn't like we were like, this is our intent from the very beginning. It just kind of started unfolding. And it's just cool to see how God's hands works in that way and kind of guided it along. But yeah, that's loosely, awesome. that's it. That's I wanted so to cool. I wanted to ask real quick. Uh, you may have already said it, but I want to ask more specifically. So you guys wrote all three EPs at once, or did you write like one EP at a time over the course of a few years? We wrote the whole album. Writing... Most of the album we wrote in a two to three year period. Okay. And then we kind of finished the ideas for the last two songs 
uh maybe four years ago okay yeah and uh but we recorded it all ourselves which you know it's kind of a slow process if you if you like we don't really have much of a budget we never really have it's always just been a, a labor of love and we you know invest mm-hmm. the money that we have and and that's it um but so we didn't have money to go rent out a studio and pay a producer and stuff and so morgan just like dedicated himself to learning production and recording we we do everything wow. digital so a lot of di's and resampling and and um yeah and we use um dallas plays the drum parts but it's all on a mini pad so it just pumps the notes in there and then we can adjust stuff if we need to and clean up things um and then Vocally, it's all MIDI, so hold <laughs> 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 some keyboards. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised nowadays, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Of the, I just, yeah. some of those VSTs out there, sampled, crazy. Yeah. I just read a thesaurus and then sampled it and just hit random, and that's what came out. There you go. Verb, adjective, noun. Yeah. Adjective, noun. Yeah. Somebody's going to make metal music with like Siri or something. Right yeah, now. Oh, or, yeah, or an ad lib, <laughs> like the old ad lib books. There you go. Ad lib core. Like body part buns. (laughs) (laughs) They'll program it with AI. Yeah. (laughs) With my own projects, I've been dreaming of doing a space themed like concept release of any sort and now you guys have beat me to it so there's no point but can't copy them chris <laughs> well, here... i think there's enough space for both of us oh yeah <laughs> but it's so amazing how it, it's all come together and like hearing the full thing yeah mm-hmm. it's cool. like what's it like after this many years of planning it and working it out like to have it finished so the we honestly had it all like we were pushing to get it done within like four years of starting it um and then that uh basically our guitarist passed away in a car accident and that pretty well wrecked us about two and a half mm. years ago now where it was it was hard like we we didn't even get to meet up as i was out i play in another band and we were out on a, a big tour from florida down to california and uh, i found out when we were in texas that you know, I just got a text from my brother saying like, Hey, I'm so sorry about Anthony. And, and the whole night I was like, this can't be right. Like I'm looking online, trying to find any actual news article or police report or anything. I couldn't find anything and nobody was saying anything. And, and I, you know, not to bring it down, but basically I, I texted Anthony like, Hey, are you okay? And it, you know, breaks my heart cause I'll never get a response to that text, at least not on earth. Yeah. So, uh, but basically that that pretty well killed all like I w- I'm a very, very like ambitious, like, let's go. Let's, you know, I was pushing everybody forward, like, let's keep doing this. And and stuff happened. And basically, once Anthony was gone, it kind of it it killed a lot of that, like, intense drive I had because mm-hmm. it, it kind of made me realize, like, well, what good is this of making this stuff with my friends if my friends aren't here to share it? So, yeah. Then uh, as a band, like we didn't really practice for like five or six months. And the only reason why we did was because uh, it was for uh, Contagion Fest asked us to do a video. And so we're like, hey, let's start shaking the dust off and and do these songs and stuff. And and like our heart was like, we really want to finish this material and get it out because like Anthony poured tons of effort into this. And I mean, we all did. But like Mm -hmm. for us, it was the memento and 
it, it was difficult to finish it because it felt like once it's done, the last thing that we had to share with Anthony's it's, you know, it's out. And yeah. so it, emotionally it was very difficult to like be okay with that. Cause it felt like it was, you know, the final laying him to rest kind of thing. And I don't know, but no, uh, I mean, a lot of what you said left and like rings true with me too. And like, it killed so much like momentum and drive to do it there for a while, but mm-hmm. it eventually became this thing like where I was excited to like, show people this thing we had been working on with. And it's like this final piece of him that like that we all saw that now that other people can experience too. Mm -hmm. So it's been a whirlwind of like conflicting emotions about it for sure. But Mm -hmm. ultimately Mm -hmm. I think it's um, amazing what we were able to do with him in the time we had and then being able to release it is awe inspiring. And I mean, uh, every band puts out material that they feel like, man, this is for them. It's, an emotional connection. Like they put their blood, sweat and tears and money and everything they had into writing songs, which we did too. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was very much like a, like, Oh, it's awesome to see how these songs are connecting to individuals. Some of the topics are really intense and deal with, you know, personal traumas, which a lot of people have opened up to us. So like that happened to me too. And, you know, we get to connect with them and encourage them and help them through that. And, and so like the songs were always important to us. But then in losing Anthony, it feels like those songs are him to us. Um, mm. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's, it signifies literally our entire friendship together. He, the way I met him was he was trying out for our first band and like, whoa, you should check out our other, our new project stuff. Cause like, I feel like you would like that. And he literally, I met him. And he moved in four days later. He's like, hey, can I move in? <laughs> and then like just immediately like day in, day out, yeah. we were all writing and living together. And yeah. and that's when we like the material came out really, really fast. A couple of the songs like Collapse of the Red Giant, it came about because we were just goofing off writing a you know really heavy deathcore riff. And like, no, this is sick. Do it again. Do yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. And then like it became a song because we were just having fun. And And then... So it, it feels really, really good to finally like we saw it through. We got it out like it was it was hard to that last, you know, that last tenth of a mile or whatever. Where it was yeah. mm-hmm. it just emotionally kind of felt like an uphill push, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, it normally you feel like you're just striving and trying things and experimenting. But then it was just such an emotional whiplash of like it took time for us to kind of heal. And I mean, I still, I listened to Oh Radiant Dawn, the last song on the album. That was literally the the last song that we were writing. And originally Anthony was like, I want it to be like, you know, the magnum opus, huge progressive metal song that, you know, has lyrics that Mm. borrow from all the other songs. Um, And then one day I heard him playing that melody, which is the same melody from Luna, the first song in the the album, mm-hmm. um, but he was playing it on an acoustic, and like, man, it would be really cool to like, if the last song on the album fades into that, and it's a callback to the f- beginning of the albums. You know, it begins where it ends, type of thing, and and then he ended up having the idea of taking the lyrics and changing it. So like, Luna is very much, you know, it's questioning like, God, are you ashamed of of me? Like. You know, I I have nothing of my own to offer. So it's kind of calling out into the darkness of like, God, I don't know, what was the purpose in making me? 
and then he changed it. So it's like, finally, it's like, man, I'm not ashamed anymore. And, and I, I'm in your hands type of thing. So it was just a, a really cool way to come back to that. And we were still talking about like, oh, it, you know, it'd be cool to add in cello and drums and, mm-hmm. you know, build it up, escalate it. Um, but he wrote and recorded the acoustic kind of the rough demo and uh, sent that to us. And then it was like a month later is when he passed away. And yeah. so we had to go and get those those files from his computer. And mm. and like we just decided, like, we don't want to touch this. Like the songs. Yeah, it, it was beautiful. As yeah. Is, yeah. And like yeah, the first really time I heard it when perfect. he sent to me, it was like, wow, this is this is gorgeous. Like, I love it. And, you know, he had all these visions of where what to do with it. And mm-hmm. then but then after that, it was like, yeah, the first time I heard it perfect. after like his passing, like oh, it, it hit me in such an incredibly different way. And like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. glad we didn't change anything because I think it makes it that much more powerful. Yeah, it, it literally like. Every time I've listened to it since that happened, it just makes me think of him and, you know, I. I tear up or I start oh, crying. Yeah. I, and, I literally can't listen to it without crying. <laughs> yeah. So it for us, it, it's everything. It, it, it really, literally is like it's Anthony's voice, Anthony playing guitar. Anthony produced that song like he did the mixing on it and stuff. And yeah. just everything about that, that song really is Anthony. And um, he was so literally Anthony <laughs> was the most talented singer in the band. He was the most talented screamer in the band. He was the most talented guitar player in the band. He was the most talented bassist in the band and the most talented drummer in the band. But luckily there was only one of him. So we got yeah. to film. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and he, he like, he knew his stuff. The rest of us were just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good time. Sounds signature. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's in 418. I don't know. <laughs> Anthony could like break it all apart and explain to you exactly what was happening. And like, he knew his stuff and, like oh we need a harmony and he's like oh here's seven (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm like guessing like yeah that works okay no that was bad (laughs) so like it it was just so cool i think that jesus basically got jealous of his (laughs) of him being in our (laughs) band he's like i need need him making music in heaven (laughs) the angels have been a little pitchy lately (laughs) (laughs) our last worship leader uh we had a falling out uh so there's an opening (laughs) oh my god Uh, how's your feel on rebellion (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah man that's it's so cool though like the the talent that he had to like really write a lot of this stuff and now there's this kind of like piece of history that he created yeah here and we can all listen to it mm-hmm. whenever we want for yeah. free on Spotify right now. Yeah, <laughs> for free. Go free. <laughs> yes, definitely. Go buy some of that sick uh, "Your Hands Right" history merch. Yeah, yeah so Taylor's got the Tay Tay Gumbay design. I I had too much time on my hands, but I our first band. I. I've always drawn since like a little kid. My dad would always draw silly cartoons like if for the tooth fairy. If uh, we lost a tooth, he would draw this really silly, like gnarly, hairy looking dude with big knuckles, like like in a tutu <laughs> from the tooth fairy or whatever. And and so our family's always drawn art and stuff was always a part of our family. But I, I didn't never actually intended to like do designs. And then I spent a year down in Mexico working at an orphanage and. And all the staff there were like, dude, you draw? Could you draw me a tattoo? And it's like, probably not, but I'll draw something. And <laughs> and so 
that kind of helped flush out my my drawing ability because I literally would just spend hours drawing these vague ideas like I want to cross but no it's a tree but also there's a guy in it but also there's a heart in the middle and also there's roots <laughs> but also the thorns are in the top and you're like okay <laughs> people don't know what they want do, you, do you have an illustration of that I want to see do. That. That, was a lit- that was me like just <laughs> recalling what I drew <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that, that helped me kind of flush out my drawing skills and then when I was trying to start bands I also was really into making like sprites for video games. My brother and I would program video games being homeschooled and mm. having lots of time on our hands and no friends. We would I would draw sprites and we would make little top down shooters or Zelda ish kind of games. And um, so that kind of got me into the idea of like digital design. But I was using MS Paint for all of it. And then as I got <laughs> older, uh, the Rest iPhone three, I want to say, was my first iPhone. And you could get a drawing app, you know. Mm-hmm. So I uh our first band, Me, Myself, and Enemy, I drew our logo with my finger. <laughs> you know, spending hours you zoom all the way in and erase and draw. And then uh I also drew our album art and like posters all with my finger. Spent like wow. fourteen hours drawing with my finger and my hands <laughs> cramping up. The wow. screens were like two in two inches big. Yeah, so, yeah, they were like, small. <laughs> You um, got big fingies, so yeah, I got pretty- big fingies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, so that that uh, I went into a sticker shop, like print this as a sticker. I don't know what file type you need or dimensions or anything, and uh, so they told me what dimensions, and I couldn't figure out how to change the dimensions on my phone. So I finally got Photoshop and figured out basics, and I paid for a month of digital video tutoring or whatever or it was just basically pre-recorded classes Mm -hmm. and i spent like two weeks straight just watching all these videos and that just helped me oh that's where that tool is because i was really i just couldn't grasp it it was way too many tools and big of a template um but that basically kick-started me into graphic design and then after that, I was like, wait, so that thing that took me 16 hours to do literally is two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was kind of a, you know, oh, <laughs> oh but yeah, that, that got me into graphic design. And then local other local bands were asking me for, hey, could you do our album art for ten dollars? And I would spend ten hours and like, yeah, here you go. A dollar an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's been very handy for saving money being in a band. Is yeah. like, hmm. oh yeah, having a graphic designer in the band almost feels like cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody who makes music videos yeah. or, or records. <laughs> <laughs> we love doing everything ourselves, recording and production. Like we don't know what we're doing. We're figuring it out. Mm. But the one thing I really don't enjoy doing is tour booking. It is it's basically like asking out a thousand girls. And most of them don't even respond. They just look at you and walk away. And you've never met them. So you're like, hey, could you please give me a show? And and you're lucky if they even say no. <laughs> that's, oh, that's hilarious. So if there are any tour agents out there. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk. If you like rejection. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, that's the best. Well, not probably not the best part, but like one of the best parts about being married. I just don't have to worry about that crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, she asked out the girls for, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was Chris's wingman for like 10 years. <laughs> You're like, oh, sorry, that uh, guy didn't work out. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, here's an idea. <laughs> Want to try me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chris, what were you going to ask? Well, I was just going to ask while we're on the topic of art, <clears throat> which kind of got off topic there, but <laughs> the, uh, the cover art has a lot of tiny details with like significant meaning behind them. And you just did like a full kind of like written series, kind of like talking about the details. Yeah. Do you want to kind of go into that just a little bit and give a bit of a synopsis about yeah, absolutely. What it means I, and how it connects. Um, I'm going to grab a copy so I can remind myself real fast. Yeah, I think. That was the biggest. I think that was the biggest technical glitch we've ever had so far. Yeah, because we had a technical yeah. glitch I'm while proud, you guys left. <laughs> it's an honor. Yeah, it wouldn't let me stop recording, and then I had to like we both left uh, the studio. We're like, what's going on? <laughs> okay, we're back into it. Um, thank you to our sponsors. No. Yeah. <laughs> All our Patreon supporters go yeah. to Patreon.com/slash the King Sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> and ramen. The ramen. Yeah. Maruchan ramen bowl. They're ramen all... brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ramen brought to you. <laughs> album art. Yes, album art. So, me with my brains spent too much time figuring out some symbolism uh, for the three part album that we did. I'll, I think I can show it up there. It's yeah, we'll too have dark. it. We'll, we'll put but it. Basically, the. <laughs> The symbol here, it's three symbols. There we go. Uh, all stacked on top of each other. They're all interconnected. And uh, basically the idea behind it is uh, since we started writing the space themed stuff, uh, I was trying to come up with some space symbols, basically. And there's a couple artists that I saw that did kind of similar, like simplistic line work. Um, and that kind of inspired the idea. Uh so then I spent several months starting something and like, no, this sucks. And then I would scrap it and then I'd come back and try again. No, this sucks. Scrap it. And then finally I came up with the three circles kind of over stacking each other. Uh, originally I was trying to do like a Trinity symbol mm. type of thing. And it just wasn't working the way I wanted it to. Um, so yeah, then we, we came up with what we got here. And it, it's funny to me that you told you like, Oh, it has a lot of small intricate details on the cover art. And like, this is actually like, Probably the most simplistic. Basic, like I yeah. had to force myself and like just do the symbols. Don't do other stuff because like I, I'm I'm so used to like trying to fill every single square inch with a drawing or something. So just doing the symbols was kind of a, a practice and restraint for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they each each of the symbols has a lot of small symbolic references to it. Um, for example, the symbol for Luna it has twelve bigger stars in it. Uh, and kind of the idea behind it was the 12 tribes of Israel, or it was kind of a, a loose metaphor uh, that I was using for like the lineage of mankind, basically. Mm. And um, it also has the symbol for Omega kind of, there's like a, it comes up and then goes around and then comes down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, mm. So it, it has Omega in it, whereas soul loosely has the shape of alpha in it. Um, worked into its layout and then it also at the very tippy top you've got this little tiny circle with like a diagonal tail on it and then down here 
it's the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I was just looking up for symbolism about the moon or whatever, and and stumbled upon basically the, those that circle with the little tail is a symbol for death and resurrection or life and recreation. And so I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Add those in there. Um, and then a lot of it was just kind of inspired by different, uh, you know, Bible theology and stuff. And, and yeah, that, uh, for Terra, it's got little symbols for trees and clouds and weather. It's also got, uh, (laughs) even though it's a Christian album (laughs) or as Christian themes, uh, I used, what is it called? Alchemy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I used the alchemy symbol. <laughs> yeah. Witchcraft. <laughs> uh, the, the alchemy upside down triangle with the slash through it. And that's where the demons come out of our albums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it also has like the Star of David with those alchemy symbols kind of interwoven into it. Don't play uh, the music that's backwards. Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you listen to the album backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I always loved that joke. Uh, like, oh, did you know that if you play uh, Creed's album backwards, you can hear Satan talking. But if you play it forwards, it's worse. You can hear Creed <laughs> <laughs> or Nickelback. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Nickelback. That's uh, don't do Creed that like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Creed ever do to you, man? <laughs> Christian Nickelback, man. <laughs> like, dude, there was a at the time there was a website. I don't think it's operational anymore but it was is nickelback the worst band ever.com it was just a black screen with white text that said yes (laughs) (laughs) that's great i i just want a band to be in a band even if it is so notoriously hated like you know nickelback or imagine dragons like mm-hmm. to me, that's like that's that's better than just being popular because you're good. <laughs> well, I got some like respect for them too, right? Because yeah. like they know exactly what they're doing, yeah. and they're cool with it. Yeah, and they still sell out concerts, so they they're doing something right. And, and Taylor write <laughs> platinum albums, channeling yeah. your inner Nickelback. You're just like, hey, look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <look at> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah so it, it, it has a l- lot of other small symbolism i, I did an individual post kind of going over mm-hmm. i think i covered all of them like honestly i made these this logo set like six years ago wow and we've been sitting on it waiting to reveal each one and even then i didn't really take the time to actually like Hey, look at this photograph. <laughs> I just kind of like it was just on the CD, like really dark, hazy. You could barely see the one symbol for each CD that we were doing. Oh, okay. They were and like then, the, the the CD label, like on the disc that you so, No, it was uh, just on the, we just did digipacks and you would open it up. Oh, and okay. on the left hand panel, it had very, very faint that symbol. Mm. And actually, on the CD, it, it did have a, a small metallic little version of each mm-hmm. symbol too okay. yeah that's cool but yeah if i had done it like the whole disc was that i, I think I re- the reason why i didn't do that is because technically the, the circles wouldn't have lined up like perfectly in the circle so they would spin lopsided not that <laughs> anyone can see their cds <laughs> but uh, to me i was like no 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 it has to spin perfect circle yeah. otherwise it'd be like Oh, that's great. Well, thanks for sharing that. If you guys are interested, you can go over to Taylor's posts or on the band page. I think you posted them and look at yeah, them. Yeah, I, th- I did. I don't okay. know how to use social media well, but <laughs> I was like, like, oh, you can. In- I was just going to tag 
and like, oh, you can invite them as a collaborator. And so I tagged myself as that. And like, oh, wait, you can only do it to one. You can't do the whole band. OK, that's weird. So but I think they're tagged. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, YHWH jams uh, on Instagram. And, jams. Yeah. Or on yeah. Facebook, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the old TikToks and the Snapchats. Yeah. And the... <laughs> Sick. All right, Sean, did you want to? Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, let's dive into some album lyrics. So um, you guys fall in line with other progressive metal bands where you guys use a lot of big words, um, big vocabulary, and I love it. I I think it's great. Taylor, are you the primary lyric writer? Well, as I mentioned, I just read a thesaurus and hit shuffle. Uh, What came out (laughs) is what we got. Yeah, uh, yes, there was a... a line on the third song, Wandering Stars. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas actually wrote half of the chorus of that one. Okay. And we really liked that. So he just came and was like, hey, I had this line idea. And and so we worked that in because we really liked it. He also, in Collapse of the Red Giant, there's two phrases. I have to reread my own stuff. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> it's been six years. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, he came up, he he told me the the meaning of the word eisegesis. Oh, and yeah. I really liked I see Jesus. Yeah, exegesis and eisegesis, and they both had really cool meanings. Honestly, mm-hmm. my brain is blanking as what, to what those meanings are. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I really loved those, and so I just worked those in because he he just said, yeah, I really like these phrases, and and those were really sick. Um, then on the last song. The reworked version of Luna, O Radiant Dawn, uh, Anthony came up with the the rewording of that one. But other than that, I, I think I wrote all the stuff. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the album, the yeah. lyrics are extremely encouraging, um, definitely convicting throughout. I wanted to highlight one portion that um, during my first listen to it just really stuck out to me and impacted me. It's... Um, the middle part from Meteor Minds, it says, I am undeserving of your pardon, but I cannot exist without reprieve. So prune my pride and graft my roots into your vine. We exist for so much more than our selfishness. We are the meteors burning to illuminate the night sky. And I think that perfectly encapsulates so cool. almost the entire concept of the record. Because that is like the second to last song before O Radiant Dawn. So you can almost think of it as like the last full song before the closing out of the record. And that's just yeah, so yeah. beautiful. Um, would you mind just kind of taking us through that whole song and like what was yeah. the mindset through writing it? What were you trying to convey? That was probably the hardest song to write because we had the music written for it for a while. It's also one of the most hard, the hardest pl- songs for us to play because it's just it's a journey. It's, it's got insane. a lot of cool parts <laughs> yeah. to it. And, um, it's a mouthful, too. But mm-hmm. uh, I have this bad habit of writing words like so many words that live, I like to move and jump around and do cartwheels and whatever. And you have to and remember all these billions of words that you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just got to practice them a lot. Just um, say watermelon over and over. I hear that. word. Yeah. So newborn son, it, it became the all encapsulating. Like I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, Oh, radiant Don Anthony was really like, kind of struggling with coming up with that song because he, he had big lofty ideas we had some riffs written but uh 
but it was like he just didn't know how to approach that one. Mm. And I told him, like, well, Newborn Son is kind of already is like I already referenced a lot of the other songs in this song. It kind of is the all encapsulating like, you know, it's all been working up to this song kind of a thing. And so it calls back to a lot of the previous material. Um, the whole song, though, I kind of have to read read it through to kind of get a gauge what it actually all stands for. It's funny when you mention like, oh, this one line kind of wraps it all up. Like, oh, great. So I didn't have to write all those other ones. (laughs) (laughs) You could have saved me some time, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the newborn son is kind of like the all encapsulating and then meteor mines. uh, It was actually a very specific subject. Um, This one was kind of talking about a lot about just being distracted more or less by like, just, you know, this this plane, our phones, the digital spectrum, like the very hmm. uh, first couple lines, the effervescent glow speaks to melt my bones, bewitched by ocular meadows. I'm lured by angelic tones. Just talking about like we're so easily like pulled this way and that by what we see or what we hear. And, you know, we there's so much division and confrontation online because like we will read something like, no, 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 my opinion, my ego, this, 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 this. And and like we're just so easily suckered into that stuff and and uh you know the digital screen the effervescent glow is just constantly Mm. like melting our bones so i I was kind of picturing like you know a digital screen kind of you know bathing you know it's radiating on us and it we're so complacent and just watching it that our bones are deteriorating and like kind of just melting out of our body Mm. if that makes sense um and then uh homeschooled you know (laughs) uh and then a lot of this song is kind of dealing with uh, like there's a a section more near the beginning, but it kind of is just open big hits, just boom. And there's a, a line and it's a small conversation that I was picturing of like uh, God just talking to his child. And uh, so tell me, child, what do you hear? And then there's a big hit, boom. And the child responds, the brazen trumpet draws me near. And I was I was thinking of uh, Revelation talking about, you know, the last trumpet sound, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's kind of beckoning us. And so and then uh, then he responds in question to God. He says, uh, tell me, father, what do you fear? And then God responds, the loss of a child whom I hold dear. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of picturing that, like, you know, God's heart is, you know, as as our father or heavenly father like he cares for his kids and then just nothing breaks his heart more than losing a child and um and you know watching us being pulled away by what's out there and then uh i really love the middle of the song because it's like almost kind of has a hip-hop rap flow to it Mm -hmm. uh i feel burdened and confined where is it there (laughs) here it is Uh, in a prison of doubt that i've built for myself in the confines of my own mind is an hourglass in my spine, grasping at the grains of sand that fall away with the passing of my limited time. I am held back by my pride as a pillar of salt upon the hillside, watching the world as it leaves me behind. So set me on fire to be refined. Take my impatience and distrust and make a weapon that fits your design. Like that whole thing is just kind of like bars coming to terms and realizing like, man, I, I feel like uh, I don't know if everyone feels this way. I, I used to think that, oh, everyone has thoughts like these but then you kind of realize like oh i guess most some people don't but 
I just feel like Mine I overthink much more simple. so much, <laughs> and I constantly I'll get suckered into. Yeah, <laughs> some of us don't think at all. You guys have um, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. are, are, do your guys' fans think for themselves, or are they sheeple? <laughs> but, but basically, I I I feel really overwhelmed by questions sometimes mm-hmm. like the other day i had this question pop in my head and like is good and evil beyond god or is it entirely just a nature of who like what god determined so did he determine what is good and evil or was good and evil existent before him and then was like i'm depressed now because i don't know if god is like <laughs> it's like where did god come from <laughs> and i would get i would get stuck on stuff like that and you know i just feel my brains kind of spiral sometimes and you're like i'm thinking too much about something like it doesn't matter it doesn't change the fact like if if good and evil was existent before god or if god existed and then he saw good and evil or like none of that matters we're still in subject to him because he created us type of thing and so just trying to come to peace with that and just learning to live like oh now i gotta brush my teeth (laughs) i gotta take a shower honey Um, (laughs) going to work yeah dude you need to channel this this into the you need to channel those thoughts into the new album yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of self-explanatory look at all those words (laughs) Um, but yeah that just uh the, the whole song just kind of encompassing like we're distracted by stuff and we're constantly looking for uh validation in the eyes of the world Mm. so kind of talking about just the modern era with technology, social media, Mm. constantly feeling like, you know, unsatisfied, constantly craving for value and purpose and wanting our lives to matter. But then when we hold it up to the mirror of social media, we just feel worthless. So I'd say kind of that wraps up Meteor Minds, what it's about. Yeah. And then, yeah, the very end of it, it's just talking about how faithful God is and uh, so you're as faithful, you're as faithful as the sun. Um, I wrote that line even before I, I knew it was going to be like the finale um, or the finale full song. Uh, but I, in my opinion, like that, that, that literally wraps up the album really well is just talking about like the whole solar cycle concept and the themes and all the metaphors that are tied into every song, just like God's faithful. And even when we're in, the night even when we're in the dark mm. we don't have a clue what's going on it doesn't mean that the sun's not there it just means that we're not looking at it yeah. and mm-hmm. then it comes back around and ta-da <laughs> and i love like what you were talking about when you were kind of like contemplating um like god and good and evil and like just trying to contemplate all that my one of my favorite sections of lyrics is from nova souls and it's mm. uh seek after the truth with wisdom and surely you'll find evidence of our creator's design. Our confusion is nearly the anomaly between an infinite being and our limited minds. And it's just like, this. who wrote this? Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird hearing somebody else you're say like, oh, it. It's so like, good. I think you were reading. Oh, wait, something. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Speaking of which that's, uh, I just started reading. Man, that. Garrett Russell move <laughs> over. I'm learning big words too. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But yeah, no, like I, just that that whole section of that song is just like mm, it's so good, and that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Like literally, I, I write this stuff, and then you never you don't really hear a lot of feedback. Like you hear some people like, "Oh, that song meant means a lot to me," mm-hmm. but then like hearing somebody actually like, "Wow, this line was cool," 
I'm like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I, I would, you know, read bands like Showbread or, you know, Micah Kennert from O Sleeper. Like, yeah. the, uh, O Sleeper is When I Am God. That is what so good. clicked in my brain. Like, you can actually write stuff that's not rhymes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like poetry. Like, it, it was a weird album because at first listen, I didn't like it. I wasn't, I was into more like, you know, attack, attack type metalcore, Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> The crap, crap and, core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was into bands, you know, that every line rhymes and it's, you know, kind of like <laughs> it's more like like a Mother Goose rhyme or something or or Dr. <laughs> Seuss. But then I would I read his stuff and like, I don't know what these words mean. And there's so many of them. And, <laughs> and that yeah. that kind of freed up my own creativity because I loved at the time I wanted to be an author and write books. And so I was reading books and it was always a, a little more lofty feeling than songs and then you know most songs it was like baby <laughs> tonight i thought you were about to break out into justin bieber there <laughs> i i love it because I, I just realized this uh the license plate on my van that we use for touring it's zero four three bby and i always referred to it as like oh it's like it's like Justin Bieber, you know, baby, a buddy of mine pointed out like, oh, f- like 43 degree or percent burnt or whatever, like Dillinger escape plan, like Dillinger escape plan, Justin Bieber, like that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so choose your fighter. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Number one for even reading the words, but also letting me know what you think and stuff. That, that's really cool. It, it feels it feels like wow, I actually did something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've listened to the album about three times now, maybe four, and I'm like, mm-hmm. only just am I now like kind of diving into the lyrics to really like look at them. There's so it's much, a lot to of words, in. Man. yeah. It's so but, uh, yeah, we we did not intend for it to be a 58 minute album, and oops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should have hit a full hour. Like yeah. one one more ambient song. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just, just slow down the BPM just a bit. Yeah. Every yeah. Song. yeah we, <laughs> one more whole section. So it's Luna, Terra, Soul, and then you could just be like void. And it's just like Yeah. yeah. And the whole song, it's just there two minutes of nothing. You don't even hear it. Just, there you yeah. go. The hidden Make track. it a hidden track. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like throat singing or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a band that does like the the Mongolian like throat yeah. singing like butt metal. I, I can do it <laughs> for bursts, but uh, yeah. I'll have to. Oh, is that? I can't remember what it is now. But um, for today, for today had that song. Uh, is it Joel the Watchman? Or oh. it sounds like a toilet flushing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> oh, the band is called The Who, and it's like H U. Oh, oh yeah, I like, meant like The Who. Like, like, no, they yeah. don't. <laughs> the Who. Okay. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. There's a band called The Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor the, the Who. <laughs> yeah. The Who. <laughs> yeah, this song's called Middle Age Wasteland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well chris do you think we are at time i think yeah probably just yeah. about at a time we should probably wrap up but we have a few minutes yes. but we'll thank thank you guys so much for coming on um it's been a real yeah, pleasure really. i want to ask you guys before you leave if there's something you guys wanted to leave 
uh, with the listeners of this episode um, going into listening to the album. Uh, any takeaways you want them to uh, walk away with from listening to the album? Honestly, uh, not really. Like, just thank you for your time. Uh, like, I, I say this at our shows a lot, but it, it's really true for us. Um, we never expected that anybody would actually like want to hear us or see us at our shows. We were doing it just because we we enjoyed it and we enjoyed each other and like writing music that we thought was cool. Um, so like people's time is, it's valuable cause it's the one thing you can never get more of mm-hmm. and you know, your life's finite. And so the fact that somebody would not only spend their time, but also spend money, you know, which is time, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, this is the time that I, I worked and then I got paid money or whatever. And mm-hmm. so when, when people would pay time or money or attention and watch us perform or listen to our music, it means so much to us because it's like. They didn't owe us that. They didn't owe us anything. And, and there's so many other bands out there. And there's so much, you know, there's Netflix, there's Apple TV, there's Spotify. There's just all so much content out there. So the fact that anyone would actually sit there and give our content, you know, a little bit of attention, that, that means a ton to us. So just mm-hmm. thank you. And and hopefully you like it. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope. Yeah. If after 58 minutes, money back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> You have to listen to all fifty-eight minutes, though. (laughs) We'll know if you don't. Yeah, and then we'll give we'll refund you the point zero 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 two point three percent of a cent that Spotify sent us. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, we're grateful to be here. We're we're grateful that the album is finally out. It took a long time, and we went through a lot, but Mm. we're very happy. Of how it turned out and the fact that it's out there. Um, uh, the whole peddling thing. Um, we do have a few CD copies left if people like physical copies. I uh, really want one. Yeah. But it let costs me know you're like, interested. I, I can't buy it because I'm in Canada and there's no shipping option. Me, and it's so, a fortune. <laughs> I just I just sent one up to Canada. It was it was uh, 15 bucks for the shipping. But seriously, just I, me, I'll do that. I will do that. Yeah, let, let me know your address yeah. and I'll okay. send you a copy. Yeah, if you can see, see your address on the podcast yeah, right you have now. To see us right now. <laughs> no no bleeps. It's it's uh it's no uh bleep 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 bleep. <laughs> P Sherman forty two Wallaby Way. <laughs> and, okay, uh social security what yeah. make a what model your of your mother's first car. Name? <laughs> Wait. Do, do Canadians have social security? Yeah, well I always I always thought it's so dumb. <laughs> so uh, you're Social oh, insurance number Canadian economics, and it's now. my sin number. It's so dumb. Your <laughs> sin number? Well, your six, social six, insurance six. number. You have to give that to your employer, uh, and it's like, but it's it literally says on the card sin, and then like your number. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mark of the beast. <laughs> That's awkward yeah. for the guy who has six six six. People worried about like chips in their their forehead or the wrist. It's like, dude. If you got a job, we're living in sin. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's just a godless land. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably not far off there, boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, what, what, uh, what city territory do you live up there? I live in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Gotcha. So we're I, I, uh, off, off. I don't remember it much, but I, I lived in Vancouver. Oh, sweet. Uh, for. A year and a half, two years while my dad was doing film school up there. And I was about 
one to two years old. So, I mean, we are and North Hollywood, so <laughs> that makes sense. That was film school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, well, that's we'll sick, dude. I'm up and that's play cool. with you guys. Yes. I will literally, like, if you guys came to Vancouver, I will spend like $300 to take a trip overnight. To go you won't to- pay $15 <laughs> for shipping. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys can uh, open up with a comedy set. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. That's my other mustache. <laughs> yep. I, I'm yeah, surprised oh, we oh. didn't talk about steak sauce at all. We didn't give you guys a plug yeah, at all. I'm kind of. Yeah. I like that. I've straight up told people that it, that's my twins band because they're like usually it's two different things and I like having some separation but because like I love all the all the projects that I'm involved with mm. like I love them all equally they're they're all they're all your incredibly children. fulfilling for different reasons but uh, I'm glad that this one was entirely about your hands right history it was cool yeah no one's ever done that yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're like steak sauce's dorky younger brother yeah the try <laughs> yeah. less awesome. diapers more riffs yeah <laughs> i feel like that should be like a, my tramp stamp tattoo less diapers <laughs> more, more riffs, riffs. <laughs> yeah but, but thank you guys appreciate yeah, thank you guys for coming yes on. thank you that is it for another episode. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to the Kingdom Core podcast. We've had an absolute blast with Taylor and Job from Your Hands Right History. Thank you so much to you two for coming on specifically. And we also want to take this time and give a special shout out to all our Patreon supporters, uh, our core givers, $10 or more a month. And that is Steve Michalowski, Anthony Kuchma, Frankie Blocker. Tiffany Cadenhead, Aaron Peter, Jonathan Lyman, and the special <laughs> Dead Petal Coffee Company. Thank you to each and every one of you for supporting this podcast. We got some awesome plans upcoming in the coming months here. After Sean makes his move and gets settled in, we're going to finally start utilizing some of that uh, Patreon money that you guys have given us. Stay tuned shortly for another awesome episode coming out very soon i think you guys will be super excited for this one it'll also be our last one for a tiny little bit of a summer break and until we kind of head in to the fall so thank you all for listening you can follow me over at for the rock on instagram and here on youtube if you're watching the youtube video hit that subscribe button and you can follow sean at kingdom.core over on instagram as well so thank you all for being here thank you for continuing to support this podcast we are so excited to do more of it soon god bless peace we will see you soon